0: This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID by GetGroup North America, the smart choice for ID implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO-compliant 18013-5 and surpasses ANVA guidelines. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to ANVACast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the ANVA community. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. This week I have two returning guests to the AnvaCast: Eric Jorgensen, the director of the Arizona Motor Vehicle Division and member of the Anva Board of Directors, and Brian Arcino, our director of law enforcement for Anva. Gentlemen, welcome back to the AnvaCast. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. This week we are chatting with these guys about a new AMVA product, the what to do when stopped by law enforcement training video. Uh, So this is based on a previous product, and Brian, I want to start with you because you've kind of shepherded this as the the project manager. Before we get to the new video that has been published on AMVA's website, uh, I want to go back because it's based on an original product that was a document-based product, what to do when stopped by law enforcement, that we published. Remind me. In 2020. 2020, so it's been a a few years. Why did we create it? I mean, I know why we created it, but I want our listeners to know why we created this document. Sure, thanks
1: Ian. So the Law Enforcement Standing Committee uh, recognized that there are several resources available on the internet on what to do and expect when pulled over by law enforcement. The problem was that amongst those documents, there was conflicting information. And so we thought we needed to create a go-to authoritative document that educated the public on what to do and expect when pulled over by law enforcement. So uh, we created a a task force to write a white paper of the same title. We also recognized, again, to get away from multiple authorities um, having similar documents, we needed to, even though it's an AMVA product and an AMVA-driven initiative, We had to get some of the major law enforcement partners on board um, so that we could point to it as the document the public could go to. As a result, uh, we have brought on the International Association of Chiefs of Police, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives and the National Sheriff's Association. And we're about to uh, bring on a new partner um, in January of 2023, when we will be releasing the next version of the white paper and that is the National Association of Women Leaders in uh, Law Enforcement.
0: Hmm. So the document itself you know, outlines kind of a, the way a manual would around what are the steps to be able to do and how a driver should be prepared. So it's interesting that it was important to partner with these law enforcement entities but it's not necessarily a document for law enforcement.
1: Exactly, and it is not a training document. It is a com- community outreach tool that we're encouraging our DMV administrators and our law enforcement administrators to use in their community outreach and educational efforts. And of course, I'll let Eric talk more about how how uh, MVAs might use this, this tool effectively.
0: Yeah, so Eric, uh, as Brian talks about it being a document to be able to do outreach to drivers, tell me from your perspective how that responsibility Fits into the the DMV. I mean, it, it, on one hand, it seems obvious. You're preparing a driver to interact with law enforcement, but it's not something we've necessarily, in the past, spoken so directly to.
2: No, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, when we a few years back, we started to realize that there there really wasn't any place where where we as a, as a state came out and said, "Hey, this is likely to happen to you at some point. Mm. We all make mistakes. You're going to get you're going to get pulled over." Um, and there's, there's lots of reasons why that might happen. What do you do when it happens? Mm. And um, as we started looking through our own materials, we didn't have anything in our driver's license manual. We didn't have anything on our website. There was, there was no, nothing really there to point them to. So we started working with our own local law enforcement folks to, to come up with something, but now having uh, first the document that we could uh, integrate into our driver's license manual, having that produced by uh, AMVA and partnered with so many of these uh, other law enforcement Mm -hmm. um, umbrella agencies really lends a lot of credence into into what we're doing here.
0: So Brian where did the idea come that okay maybe we could do something more than it just being a piece of paper?
2: Yeah again uh, a
1: shout out to the Law Enforcement Standing Committee. Um, They came up with the idea subsequent to the white paper being mm-hmm. published, that you know, it would really be great to have a, a visual a, a video yeah. um, to, to use as a tool. And I'm going to take this opportunity to give a, a shout-out, a couple shout-outs. First of all, our, our board of directors for um, supporting the idea and, and providing us a budget to do this professionally produced video, but also to the partner members who actually volunteered their equipment, their people, and their time to, to allow us to build this video, namely the, the three that we um, shot these uh, mock traffic stops with, if you will, were the uh, Arizona Highway Patrol, the Florida Highway Patrol, and the Ohio State Highway Patrol. Um, and so f- for anyone that, that um, sees the video, you'll see those three agencies highlighted. Having said that, um, even though mun- municipal police agencies and county sheriff departments are not AMVA members, we wanted this to be a tool for all of law enforcement to use in their community outreach activities, as well as our DMV members. So we did include uh, one sheriff's office, uh, Fayette County Sheriff's Department out of the state of Ohio, and we included one municipal police department in the video, and that was uh, Tempe PD out of Arizona. So hmm. shout out to all of them for, yeah. for playing and and helping us uh, create this great uh, educational video.
0: So, tell me a little bit more about how that went. You know, I imagine that you know, you're, most of us know Brian is a former trooper um, I imagine you know they're law enforcement officers they're not necessarily used to being in front of cameras you know had that production go getting these uh, getting these cops to be actors
1: yeah it was it was uh, it was fun um, <laughs> and yeah we uh, we the collective we tend to be sometimes robotic a little bit and so getting them to loosen up and and not be quite so serious yeah. uh, it was it was it was a fun challenge but I think we pulled it off and I think the the actors we had if you will all, all did a great job yeah and so the video how long is the video the video is actually less than 10 minutes so okay. I, I we thought it was very important to to make it as, as brief as possible while at the same time covering the complexities um, that are covered in the white paper so mm. it was a balancing act of being thorough but of making it brief enough that that we could, hold someone's attention span. Right,
0: and it includes a lot of different scenarios, you know, of the the ways you could be pulled over, the types of traffic stops there could be from, you know, the very generic pulled over on the shoulder and License and registration to a circumstance where maybe there might be a suspicion of impairment. What are some of the other circumstances a- that are thrown in there?
1: Um, you know, what side the officer may approach your vehicle on, and how to react to that. What happens if you have a weapon in the car? Mm. Uh, there are several scenarios like that that we we try to touch on, yeah. so that the the person understands how to do yeah. it. And ultimately, the bottom line is the purpose of the document and the video is to make these interactions safe for both the people in the car and for the officer.
0: And one of the circumstances, I know near and dear to your heart, Eric, we've been on this podcast before talking about it, is you know how might you use a mobile driver's license during a traffic stop with law enforcement?
2: Yeah, and I love the way it was portrayed because you know we know that there's going to be a, a long time of adoption for this. And so some places are going to have the ability to do it, and it shows what an interaction looks like if you can do that and there are other places who won't adopt um, mobile driver's license in their state, or maybe the law enforcement officer doesn't have the tool to accept it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of walks you through what, what that interaction would look like as well, and, and that that need, uh, that continued need to carry the plastic with you uh, even as we transition into a digital world.
1: Yeah, yeah if I could jump on that. Yeah, please. Um, It was really an opportunity because if someone reads the white paper and then watches the video you'll notice that there is nothing in the white paper about mdls Mm. but when we decided to do the video project we we saw an an opportunity to insert the mdl piece um, just as uh, an added educational piece and like eric said it it shows two scenarios one scenario where you're uh, pulled over and you may present your mdl and the in this case a trooper does have the equipment to read the QR code, and alternately we show a separate traffic stop scenario where a person attempts to present their MDL, and the the in this case the county deputy does not have the equipment to read the QR code, and what what happens in that
0: is instance.
1: Right.
0: and so Eric, now that this uh, video is available, you mentioned using the the document in manuals and as a handout to to drivers um, what might Arizona do with the new video as an example of what other agencies might consider doing with it
2: so as we look at it you know you think about how um, you find out how to do anything today you go to YouTube right and and you look up that's how I know how to do all the repairs on my car that I know how to do right (laughs) Um, video becomes this great tool for for communicating that need Especially with the younger generation, who are the who are the least aware of what you might need to do because they have the least opportunity to have that interaction. Um, we're looking uh, now at well, first of all, our, our driver's license manual has gone completely digital. We only offer it digitally now, um, so we will embed that into our uh, driver's license manual as one of the pieces that's in there, and that is still where people go to learn to what to do on my test. Um, We also have found that just using video generally on our website drives a lot more um, understanding of processes Mm. and how we work through things. Mm -hmm. So it's going straight onto the website as as one of the videos, one of the instructional videos that we have on our website. But we also found that um, there are a lot of little interactions for us to have with with people along the way, whether that's a a pass-along card, just a, a small card that we give out during the road test. During our road test now, we ask them at car site to produce uh, license registration and proof of insurance just so that they know how to do that in the future. This is a good time for us to hand them also the card that says, hey, here's a video on what to expect when you're stopped with uh, stopped by law enforcement.
0: So when you say, I just wanna jump in there to be clear, when you say you do it as part of the road test, so say the, the examiner before they even get into the vehicle to do the road test might come up you know role-playing an enforcement officer or just as the examiner say show me your license and registration
2: we've always asked for proof of that uh, registration and insurance as part of the road test we used to do it at the window inside uh, before you came out to the car and we found that mom or dad typically produced it at that point well, mom or dad's not necessarily going to be in the car when you get pulled over. So mm-hmm. we said, you know, why don't we start doing that at window, at the at the car window, at the vehicle, and asking them to be able to produce that there. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad can help. It's it's a still learning experience, but produce it there. And then finding that as an opportunity to give them the pass-along card to say, hey, here's a, by the way, here's a video that's important. We're also um, incorporating it into the, um, when you get your driver's license in the mail, whether you're 16 or, or 65, when you get that in the mail, that's a QR code on the on the card carrier that um, everybody can pick up and, and scan it and watch the quick video on it.
0: So it's a QR code that'll bring them to the video on the Arizona MVD website. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Correct. That's great. And it's like you said, it's a way, cause there's a lot of focus on new drivers, but really, you know, we shouldn't be blind to the fact that this, you know, any driver and in fact you know sometimes the more experienced drivers are the ones that it's been that much longer since they've dealt with anybody at roadside so uh, brian how important is it to reach that audience i mean obviously i think the new driver it's almost evident and self-evident that new drivers should be prepared Um, talk to me about the context of reaching the experienced driver who maybe hasn't had to do this in some time
1: i think age or experiences are relevant i think it's equally important for everyone to understand what to do and expect when they're pulled over yeah and one of the other aspects of the video um i should mention as well that i didn't earlier is also if you're not happy with how the contact went or if you felt like the the trooper deputy or uh, officer did not act appropriately we even give instructions on what is the right way to inquire or lodge a complaint because mm-hmm. um, there's a right way and a wrong way to do that as well so that also is part of the video but i think Regardless of person's age or their level of driving experience, I think it's important for everyone to know what to do and expect when are yeah. pulled over.
0: But Brian, that brings up another important point about the video, particularly I think it comes across even more in the video than the document. Obviously there's a big focus on what a driver should do to be prepared and their role, presenting documents, the right way to do it, the right way to pull over, but the video also does a does an effective job at saying, what should you expect from the law enforcement officer? What should you expect about their behavior at the at the stop?
1: Absolutely. It is a two-way interaction, and there's a right way and wrong way for both sides to act, and that's why we don't want really say what to do when pulled over. We say what to do and expect yeah. when pulled over, and that plays to the two-way interaction. That's great.
0: And I guess, you know, we would be tone-deaf, for lack of a better phrase, to say that to not have this conversation without the recognition that it's it's done in a time in our culture where there's uh, some heightened sensitivity and conversations around roadside traffic stops.
1: Absolutely, real or imagined. Um, a lot of people, um, unfortunately, have become of afraid of law enforcement, and and that is something that we're hoping this video uh, can help abate.
0: Yeah, uh, Eric. Any thoughts about that? About where where we are in in the culture, especially as it relates to what you might see in terms of attitudes, um, sentiments, and feelings from those drivers coming through your office, in terms of what their perspectives might be about a potential roadside stop.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's critical. I mean, when we think about safe drivers, mm-hmm. you know, as part of part of our mission here. Um, it's safety throughout the that that spectrum and I think that this this has I mean this is why we started having these conversations in the first place was because of this increased concern about the interaction that can occur and the importance of getting it right and we we actually we actually had communities from from both sides saying we should we should be able to get this right what can we do to um, make sure that we know what to expect in one of these stops and we know what's what's right what's wrong and 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 Mm -hmm. how to move forward Mm -hmm. and everything that we've heard has been positive on the feedback around this to say that this is a benefit that this is helping that this is getting a message out there that needs to be needs to be out to everybody
0: yeah because the more that we can again the both sides preparing for that effective stop you know we can Move away from and hopefully not see some of the events and incidents that you know, like you say, Brian. It might be a um, a small amount of interactions that create this fear um, and and perception of what to of negatively what to expect when really you want it to be a you know a positive um expectation as positive it can be it's still an enforcement action but there's a reality that you know there needs to be that balance to keep the road safe exactly yeah um we've talked a lot about how a dmv can kind of use the the video or at least how arizona is planning to use it brian are there other examples that we would maybe want to plant the seeds for not only the, the DMV, but even for a law enforcement agency, how they might further leverage the video.
2: So just before Brian yeah. jumps in, Go for You know, it. as I was sitting here, I was thinking, and this is how this works, right? Yeah. Great conversations that, you know, we're sending out registration documents that we want them to be able to produce not put it on the why not qr code that onto the registration document as well so it's fascinating we
0: tie it so much to the the driver licensing side right but you know when you're pulled over it's not just the driver credential that the law enforcement asked for it's the vehicle credential
2: yeah Yeah. just another thought along the way no and
0: and you know and it's it's what's interesting about that eric is it's easy for you in arizona because you go hey i've got both the driver and the vehicle side in arizona mvd so now i'll have both of them do it, um, but we might have agencies listening that might have originally thought, well, this is a driver licensing agency issue, but it's it's not. It's as equally a the vehicle registration agency, if it's separate, um, has, a, has a vested interest.
1: Well, so sure, I'll jump in. I think Eric did a great, I applaud Arizona and Eric for your leadership and adopting it in the ways you've described, and I hope a lot of our other uh, MVA administrators do the same, but I'll talk to the law enforcement side. Um, you know, we have so many community outreach opportunities that are very routine for us, whether it's uh, having a, a booth at the county or the state fair every year, whether it's a regular talk at the Rotary Club or, or any kind of service organization or church group, all those community outreach activities, that, in particular our state police and highway patrol members um, engage in on a very routine basis What a great tool for them to take to those forums and whether it's the white papers, a handout, a QR code, or showing the video um, during a a talk. uh, I just really encourage our law enforcement members to to take these uh, products and use them in in that way. Uh,
0: In the production, you you, you mentioned it was uh, Arizona, Ohio, Florida. Um, You've recently, Ryan, been in some deeper conversations with our law enforcement counterparts north of the border in in Canada. Any sense about how applicable the similar culture and style of a traffic stop is on the Canadian side of the border and whether or not the the products here are are relevant there?
1: Well, I'm I'm very glad you brought that up. Yeah, I've had a a lot of recent conversations with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, and. It's it's identical. the the video. Even though we only used our American uh, members in shooting the video, um, it's just as applicable to our our Canadian members as well. And and uh, and hopefully, if we ever get a chance to update the video in the future, we certainly would uh, take the opportunity to include our Canadians in the video.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, is there any any other next steps here that maybe would happen with with the video or the document, or is at this point it's it's out there and it's about pushing it out getting at the hands getting eyeballs on that video
1: this podcast was that next step <laughs> getting getting people more aware and, and hearing great ideas like from eric and uh, on how to how to use it so this is it a-
0: excellent excellent eric any other thoughts and, you know we we didn't mention that in addition to being second vice chair on the board director of arizona mvd you also serve as the board advisor to the law enforcement committee which sponsor the project, which is one of the reasons you've been so integrated. So any other thoughts about this project as we start to wrap this up?
2: No, I, I really think and I'm, I'm so grateful to serve in that position. It, it's it's a great opportunity to have a, um, a closer connection with law enforcement. I think that a lot of what we do, the primary customer is law enforcement. So you mm. think about license plates, you think about, you know, why we produce driver licenses um beyond identity which Mm -hmm. has been a growing piece that we've looked at I mean it it is a lot about that coordination and relationship between us and law enforcement so projects like this I think really help us to help the public understand that that relationship and how we how, how we work together to keep drivers safe on the road and 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 to keep you know us fulfilling our mission along the way
0: Brian Anything else about this project and about the product we haven't mentioned that you'd want to add in at this point?
2: I'll finish
1: with this because uh, I love saying it, it's the mission statement of the law enforcement standing committee is to inspire collaboration between motor vehicle and law enforcement administrators to improve highway and public safety. It's, It's really what Eric just said, but in a, in a formal mission statement, yeah. and um, and I just uh, I'm very pleased with the work that committee has done. Excellent. And
0: you know, and it goes back, you know, not unlike what you were saying, Eric, about the driver's license, though it's become so much more. If you go back and look at why why did a hundred years ago someone say we need to have a document that says you're allowed to drive this vehicle it was so that they could tell law enforcement you're legally allowed to operate this motor vehicle and it's still at the core what a driver's license is supposed to be you are legally authorized to operate a motor vehicle um we've hung a lot of you know to use the metaphor we've hung a lot of ornaments on that christmas tree over the years um but that's really what it's about and it goes back not only the mission of the the committee but you know the mission of amva to bring reciprocity, uniformity, collaboration between these communities. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you again for being with us. Um again, anyone listening, you could find both the original document as well as the video at amva.org. Please feel free to visit and download. If you have any questions or concerns, contact me, contact Brian. Um and otherwise we'll look forward to seeing you all back here next week on the AmvaCast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our producers Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Till then, stay well. Thank you for joining us for Amvacast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify.